Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Also has to do with guarantees too. Yeah. Um, what is up, besties? This is Jill Coleman, and this is Danny J. Oh yeah, you're doing that little Madonna Vogue thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to chat about this because this has come up quite a bit with just some folks that I've been chatting with in DMs. Um, and we're actually in like a business season at Jill Fit right now. We're launching our signature offer, which is called uh, Fit. Uh, fitness business accelerator. It's our beginner to business course. And because it's beginner to business, it's very much, we have a lot of obviously newer online coaches and some of the biggest things that they're the most scared of is like, what if this doesn't work for me? What if I waste time? What if I make, what if I waste money? What if I'm not good enough to make this work? And so I was telling Danny before we hopped on, that I was having a conversation with a woman in my DMs who actually enrolled early in FBA. And she's like, I'm excited and nervous. And I was like, actually, that's the combination that every single person feels like they have when they make an investment, especially if this is their first business investment. Because that's the other thing is I'm oftentimes people's first ever business investment. You and I have invested so much in our businesses over the years that like, it's yes, is it always a little bit like, I hope I made the right choice, but it's never like, is it going to work out? Like you never have that feeling anymore because you just go, well, I'm just going to make the best of it. Even if it isn't the right choice, I'm still going to figure out something I can take from it or learn from it or whatever. So we don't put as much, it doesn't feel as high stakes. And so we were going back and forth, this gal and me in the DMs, and she was like, I guess I'm just nervous. And like, I could tell she just wanted a guarantee. I could tell she was just, meanwhile, she already enrolled. And so, you know, she was like, I just want to make sure that I can do it. And I just want to make sure it's going to work for me. And I, she even said that she had like researched a bunch of coaches and she's heard a lot of horror stories that business coaches, that some don't deliver. And I was like, I get that. And I validated, um, but I just wanted to like, just give her a big hug. Like I just had this feeling, and this is not just this one conversation. I've had other conversations and people have actually written into the best life about this as well. And there's this fear of making the wrong decision. And I wanted to have a conversation today on how to make these like quote unquote bigger decisions or like these perceived really high stakes decisions. Because if you think about it, there's actually not that many. We make decisions all day long every day, right? But there's really only maybe a handful a year, I would say, that are really big decisions. And there's like almost, is it scary to make a big decision? Yes. But there's also a lot of liberation in making the decision versus being like, I don't know, one foot in, one foot out. What if this happens? And you're constantly, and this is actually what I wrote or Sean back to her. I said, I said, I know you want to guarantee. I said, but the fastest way to guarantee your success is to start taking action. Because once you start seeing yourself like actioning things, you're like, okay, like I'm, I feel in my power. It's when we don't take action and we're sitting on decision that we tend to feel the most, um, what's the word? Just ang- anxious and yeah. And, and really feel insecure. Once you start taking action, that's why once you make the big decision, whatever it is, whether it's one way or the other way, then it just becomes a series of smaller decisions from there. So you invest in your business or you're like, I'm going to start this online business. And that's like, cool. 
now it becomes like, all right, what platform do I want to grow on? How many times a week am I going to post? You know, what's my first lead magnet I'm, I'm going to put put out? What's my coaching offer look like? It's a lot of other smaller decisions that don't feel as high stakes. And so I wanted to, I was thinking about this uh, with you and I, leaving our marriages, well, at least for me, especially having been, uh, having like stayed in marriage for a year after I found out about infidelity, leaving felt like it was a really hard decision. But once I made the decision, then I was like, I felt like a load off my shoulders in a way. You know, even though it was a really sad decision and really wasn't a fun decision to make, once you made it, then it just became, okay, I'm going to leave my marriage. Where am I going to go? Yep. Right? Where I need to get a place and what's the rent going to be? How am I going to make money there? What's it going to look like? Right? It just became a series of smaller decisions. So, what would be your advice to someone, whether it's in the business realm or the relationship realm or whatever, any of these larger decisions that we have to make? How would you recommend people go about making these things and just ripping the bandaid off? Because it's not easy. No, it's not easy. It's actually perfect timing. I had a woman reach out to me for coaching a couple weeks ago, I think, yeah, earlier this month. And I followed up with her and she just basically, she just isn't in a financial place to do coaching. And so I just gave her a little a little thing to work on herself in the DMs. And I'm going to read it to you because I think this is really good advice where it's like a good starting point. I said, you have this. I'm like, you got this. Cause she was basically trying to decide between three different options. She had some big life transitions and she's like, I could go this way, this way, or this way. And so, and I learned this from Jeff's therapist. He taught them. So I said, one of the tool my man's therapist shared that really helped him. And maybe it can serve you as well to sit with is to ask yourself these three questions. What does my head say? What does my heart say? And what does my gut say? Sit with each one, really ask and listen, and maybe journal on it a bit. I don't think there's a wrong answer, but there's likely an answer in there that lights you up a bit more that you know deep down is for your next evolution. And it was interesting because Jeff got off a counseling session and he was, I don't know what it was about, but he told him, his counselor told him these three things and he said he realized that he was kind of fighting like what he knew in his gut with what his head was kind of telling him. And this head was kind of more of a logical thing. And I think we do this a lot. And this actually happened in my marriage. I remember I had deep down felt like I finally needed to get a divorce. We were separated and we hadn't filed for divorce yet. And I was in the middle of like, what do I decide? And I felt like my heart was saying we needed to break up, but my head was saying we should stay because I was like, we are good together. We could make this work. I feel like we could have a good story, but something in my heart and something in my gut was like, just end it. It's done. And then it was only a few weeks later that it was revealed. He was seeing somebody else and my gut was right. And we ended the marriage, but I was struggling for a, a while with this decision. I was struggling for almost a year with whether or not we get divorced. We were separated. That was the first decision was to leave. But then it was like, do we actually end it? And so I, I really like this because I think there's some part of you that knows. And then you can also, and I know Jill, you've talked about this a lot, is like that worst case scenario, mm. putting yourself in the worst case scenario of going, worst case scenario, this doesn't work. You know, am I going to figure it out? How will I figure it out? And when you kind of ask yourself these questions of like, what's your heart saying? You know, are you, are you having an internal struggle between your heart and your head? Or I mean, sorry, yeah, your, your heart and your head or your gut and your head. And then worst case scenario happens, can you handle it? Then that decision is much easier to make. And I know a lot of decisions aren't super easy and clear cut, but sometimes it's like you have to make one. Otherwise it's going to be made for you because time 
generally will make a decision for you. If you stall long enough, either a deadline hits and it's made for you or the opportunity has passed. And so it's made for you. So if you want to be in control and in your power, you need to make that decision. And I think the piece I also said in here was, I don't think there's a wrong answer. So you will figure it out. And that worst case scenario, whatever hers is, is like the niche in her head doesn't necessarily work, but it might lead her to the next stage of what she needs to know and do. It might lead her to an opportunity of people that she met in the circles, the investment that she made that leads her to the next thing. So I think that sometimes it doesn't look exactly how we think or we hope. Let's say we get married and our partner has an affair and that's not what we wanted, but it leads us to the next thing. Maybe that's what led you to Los Angeles. It's what led me to Los Angeles. It's what led us to like this podcast. It's not what the idea was at the beginning, but we figured it out and we made something out. We made something mm-hmm. out of it. So mm-hmm. making that first decision, I really like those three questions. I had never done that before in my coaching, but I, I really like it. And it's something I think about now too. I'll kind of sit with it and just go, okay, what's my head saying? And you can feel physically like what your head versus your heart versus your gut is saying. And if they're all saying yes, then like, go for it. If your head is like being weird about money and like, I don't know about this, like you're, you know, deep down you can fix that somehow. So I think these are really great questions. And that's, that's actually the advice I would give to someone and where I'd start. Yeah, I love that. And I, I really love those three questions because as you're saying, I'm like kind of thinking through my own stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that you have to have a level of, I don't want to say resilience, but I guess it is. It's almost like a a self-knowing or a self-trust that even if things do go sideways, right? Like, look, you're, you're trying to make the best decision you possibly can. Um, but let's just say like, as an example, when, um, you didn't make the decision to get divorced. You were like, you sat on it for longer and longer and longer and longer, and you just kept not making it. At some point, you would have found out he was with someone else, right? Or let's say that I left my marriage and I came out to Los Angeles and I had all the regret. I was like, I can't believe I did that. It was the, He was the best thing in my life. I shouldn't have left. And I had so much regret. Like I could, you could still do something with that, right? You could still do something with that if you wanted to. But I love that you mentioned that time will make the decision for you because this is what I think a lot of people do when they don't make the big decision. They're stalling. They're like, maybe more time will give me insight. And it very rarely does give you more insight. In fact, you're more likely to literally be swept away by the tide if you're not making the decision, right? So I think especially with something like internet business, you know, this person doesn't have to enroll in the program this year. She can wait another year. She can keep researching business coaches, right? She can keep doing all of those things and stay in that holding pattern. But at what cost? You know, we always talk about um, ROI, like return on investment. We don't talk about the cost of inaction, COI. Cost of inaction is like you could be in the same exact place a year from now. And then it's like that much harder to get started, right? Maybe the space is more saturated. Maybe you're older. Maybe you have different goals. And you slept on that opportunity to double down on you because of your fears or because of your uncertainty. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I think it's really normal. But I think you have to have that one big decision that you make and then give yourself the full experience. So there is that feeling. And I actually said this to her. I was like, you know, the ironic thing is the people, no one has a guarantee, right? No one has one. 
but it's the people who know there's not a guarantee and bet on themselves anyway, yeah. not because they're guaranteed a success, but because they trust that whatever direction things go, they can figure it out, are the people who end up being the most successful. So if you're sitting around being like, well, I need to make sure this, this, and this, I think you're going to be waiting a long time. And in the meantime, other people who are just like, well, we'll see how it goes. And they just were more okay with a little bit more uncertainty. They're going to get a lot further along. They had just as much information as you, but they ended up take, making the decision. And then now they're on to the smaller decisions, right? Now, all of a sudden it's, you know, all the folks that I'm getting ready to finish up with my current cohort of FBA. And I said to them last week or a couple weeks ago, I was like, could you guys imagine if you didn't start like six months ago? And they were like, no, because they've posted like hundreds of posts at this point. They've, you know, they've tried different things. They've gotten more clients and they're like, I could never imagine. But so many people opt out because they're waiting, waiting, waiting for more information or to feel more ready. And I don't think that you're ever going to feel more ready especially the first big investment you make or the yeah. first big decision you make. After that, you and I can look at other examples where we invested and we're like, well, it wasn't the best decision, but I got insight from it or I learned something from it. I had a lesson here. So we know it's not so fatal if it's the wrong decision yeah. or it's not as high stakes. Same thing with I can look to leave my marriage and go, damn, I did that before. I could do it again if I needed to. Would it be fun? No, it's never fun to make these hard decisions, especially when there's no good alt good choice but you at least have evidence that you've done it before and you've survived, which is really important. That's super important. And I feel like doing these first, these first ones, even if you quote, don't make your money back or you don't get that ROI, there's something about just doing it and having that experience that makes it easier for the next one. I, I have, I remember like $2,000 now, I will literally, <laughs> at least that amount, that used to be the, the amount that's like, holy cow, this program is 2000. Now that's like the kind of, like fuck it amount, like uh, like the minimum amount. Yeah, it's like okay, two like if anything's less than two k, you're like, is it even good though? Right, and if it's like if it's two k and I get nothing out of it, it's kind of all like, almost expect that. Like okay, it's two k, like just to see if there's anything in here. That looks like. <laughs> that's kind of like it's kind of the throwaway amount now, and that's not to like brag. That's just to say that I know I can figure out how to make two k quick if it's going to be good or not. So I'm, to me, it's worth the gamble to lose 2000 just for that one little thing I might be getting, even though I know it totally. may not be in there. Now, if it's like 10, 20,000, you know, I'm a little more, um, like I might be a little more cautious about it, but I'm also, if once I make that decision, then I know I'm in. Cause I'm like, okay, this is, I've got my skin in the game. And to me, that's also the piece is like, when you put skin in the game, then you're telling yourself, I better fucking figure this out. So that's also part of it. So instead of waiting for the guarantee, I'm like, now that I put skin in the game, there is a guarantee because it's guaranteed. Yeah. Like, cause I'm, I'm guaranteeing, I'm guaranteeing it yeah, myself. Exactly. that. So if there's a fear, which I think there should be a healthy fear in the amount the that healthy fear is your guarantee. Cause that's you going, fuck, I got to make this work. I got to make sure the first time I invested it was $400. And I was like, I got to make my $400 worth. I like took notes like crazy. I need to make sure I get $400 worth of value to make this money back. Cause it was maxed out on my credit card. And I did that. And that was the, the one turning point for me to just invest again and invest again. So I think to this, this person, and it, like, when I say this person, it's that's a person as it, it's everybody, because it's, it's a lot of people who feel this way. But to the person who's feeling that way of wanting the guarantee, like you are that guarantee, make that, 
that feeling of being uncomfortable and nervous or losing that motivation that you do everything that you are supposed to do, that you follow, you get on every single call, you do all of the homework, you show up. Because if you pay the money and then you don't show up, you can't say it didn't work because it's like, no, it's not the thing didn't work is you didn't work. So if you're paying for mentorship or courses or something and you're nervous about that, show up and go through every single fucking module and take notes on every single thing. And then, you know, only that, and this is why too, like when it comes to refunds, I'm like, if you go through any of my programs and you actually do all the things and you don't make your money back or double or whatever it is, then by all means, I will give you your money back. I will happily give it back to you. Most people ask for a refund. It's just, they got scared and they just want their money back. They didn't do the thing. I'm like, no, do the thing because you will more than get your money back. So go through the modules, watch the videos. I will get on calls and help you, but let's like actually get you what you wanted, which was the growth in the first place. Not that initial like money that you quote lost. Yeah, no, it's so good. And I, I love that you said that, you know, you are the guarantee because I really think that at the end of the day, you make it, you make out of it what you're going to, you know, it's funny. I think that if the investment doesn't feel a little bit scary, that you're not going to value it. You're going to be like, oh, well, whatever. I didn't really pay that much anyway. Like, so like, but I think that's what we're waiting for. We're, we were like, we want an investment that feels like easy and low risk, but at the same time, that's not the investment that's going to take, that's going to get us to change our behavior in order to show up for calls, whatever. And I think when people say they're nervous, it's oftentimes they're nervous because they just know maybe they have a previous history of disengaging for a program, yeah. right? So I asked um, on my stories a few weeks ago, I was like, before I said for all online business coaches, before you started, what was your biggest fear? And the number one thing was not being good enough to like be successful. That was a big thing, which again, I feel like you have complete control over. Like to me, I'm like, it's not like you're good enough or not good enough. Like you, no one's good enough when they show up online. Like no one's really good at anything when it comes to business building. But if you're willing to stick it out and you're willing to continue learning and stay uh, tenacious and resourceful and um, you know resilient, you're going to be successful. So even that, I feel like, is in your court. Um, and then the second was fear of wasting time and money. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's not really about, am I making the wrong decision? Is it the wrong coach? I think it's more about, will I actually follow through? And to your point, I think if you want a guarantee, then make it scary enough that you will, you know, make it the investment scary enough that you're like, yep, I'm on the hook now, like got to show up. And that's really, I think where most people kind of go wrong. It's funny. I remember years ago, I invested 35,000 into a mastermind and it wasn't a great mastermind for me. It just wasn't like a great fit for me. And, um, but I remember someone after I had already invested, it was like maybe the first couple months of the, of the mastermind, someone asked me about it. They were like, Oh, are you in so-and-so's mastermind? I said, yes. And they go, is it worth it? Mm. And I go, yeah. Like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't even thinking about like the idea that, okay, was I making every dollar back? Was I, you know, counting my, making sure that I was making 35 grand back or more? Like it wasn't even about that. I already made the decision to invest. So like, was it worth it? Yes, because I was making it worth it. Like I wasn't there with a checklist of shit I need to see to make sure it was worth it. I was like, I already invested, which means I'm committed, which means I'm going to make the most of it. And in that instance, by the way, the making the most of it was realizing that it wasn't for me. Yeah. And that alone was worth 
a huge lesson. That alone was worth 35K. But again, and, and by the way, you guys, when Danny's saying 2,000 or 10,000, I'm saying 35,000 or whatever, realize that that's just relative. You know, Danny also said that her first quote unquote really scary investment was 400 bucks. So if you're sitting here and being like, well, you know, I don't have that kind of money or it must be nice to have that kind of money to, to invest, it's like realize that most of our investments started small. My first investment was $375 and I was terrified. I was literally like, am I really spending this money on my business right now? I just thought, why would I have to spend money to make money? I don't get it. But I, I did the exact same thing you did. I said, well, do I trust myself to, to pull an idea out of this that's going to make me $375 back? And also, if this person can charge $375 for an hour, I need to figure out how to charge that. <laughs> so like, what am I going to do? Not, not do it? What are you going to do? Not try? Like, I, I guess at the end of the day, that's sort of where I go. And so, you know, this is becoming a conversation around investing money in your business, but this really could be any decision, right? You're investing time in something. You're investing, um, you know, your future in something. But I do think that the most of the time, 99% of the time, you will find something to make it worth it if that's your belief system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first one was 400 and I put it on a credit card that I really didn't have, you know, I maxed out that card. So that was pretty terrifying because I didn't know how I was going to make the payments. Um, and it, you know, it still worked out, but to your point, it could be investing time. Like maybe it's an internship and you're like, I have no guarantee that I'm going to get a job at the end of this. I'm not making money, but you're getting experience and maybe you're making connections and you're like, should I do this internship or not? You know, like, does it make sense financially? But if you're with the right person and you know, you're going to get the skills and you know, that could pay off in the future, that might be a gamble you want to take. And is there really lost time? Right? Like when I look at my marriage too, when I look back, I'm like, did I just spend 10 years of my life when I shouldn't have been married to that person? No, I don't feel that way. Cause there were so many things I learned. There was so like, there was a lot of good times. It was a good relationship until it wasn't. It doesn't mean that I made the wrong decision when I married him. And it doesn't mean that I wasted all of that time of my life. And so we have to really look at this and go like, what does wasting really mean? You know, if we're still getting lessons out of it, if we're still growing, if we're still learning, we're not wasting the time is going to pass anyway. And money's going to get spent anyway. I mean, like I've, <laughs> there's been times I haven't invested. And then I look, cause I'm like, oh, I can do better just saving this money. Then I look at my bank account. I'm like, where'd all my money go? It's still somehow this fucking peered. I still spend it on some shit like clothes or hair or nails or something. So uh-huh. like, the money still disappears. The time still disappears. So what are you going to do with that time and money anyway? And it's mm-hmm. about being intentional and choosing to have an experience that you want or to get the lessons out of it. Yeah. It's so true. And when you put it that way, you're just like, yeah, the money is going to, is going to go somewhere. I'm glad you said that it's not a waste because I know you talk a lot about starting over and there is this fear of like, I don't want to start from scratch, Mm -hmm. but to your point, you're never starting from scratch because you've had that experience, right? So even you going into another relationship after your marriage, you're not starting from where you were at 26 when you were just getting married, right? Like you have so many more lessons, you know, so much more about relationships, you know, how to be in relationships, you know, so much more than you did in your 20s. So even though you're starting a new relationship from scratch, you're bringing all the lessons. And the same thing with your business. Let's say you um, make a decision to start a business or to grow what you currently have. And yeah, maybe it takes a, a sideways turn or maybe it goes south or something. If you start your business over, which many people do, this is really fucking common, you guys. It's so common in internet business to just be like, how many people do we know, Danny, in our ecosystem? We've known for 10 years 
who every couple of years are doing something completely different. They're still entrepreneurs, but they have a completely different niche. Maybe they're in a physical product. Like so many people go in so many different directions, but the, the key is that they always take the lessons from the previous business into the next business. So they're never starting from scratch. So if you're just getting started, realize this is probably the scariest time it's ever going to be. Yeah. But you have to get started at some point. There's always going to be an initial investment. I don't know anyone, honestly, who is successful without investing in themselves. I just don't know that that ever happens. You know, you look at these people who are the most successful, they've probably lost, quote unquote, lost the most money of anybody, <laughs> because, but that's why they're successful versus never investing and also never progressing. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, if you even are starting a franchise, right? It's already a business, like business in a box. You have to invest and like buy that franchise. You're expecting to get the money back, but there's no guarantees. You invest in like, let's say your kids, you give them, you pay for their schooling and they're, they could just drop out and be junkies, but you're doing it anyway, right? Like they, there's so many things that we invest in and we, we hope that we're going to get a return, but we don't have guarantees of any of those returns. And yet we still do it anyway. I'm not like, well, I'm not sure if this kid is going to grow up to be a doctor. So like, we're just going to put him in a shitty public school. Cause I don't know. Well, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Hey, right. You know, it's like, if you're like, well, they're not going to, so I'm going to, or if you had invested in them, maybe it's more likely that they would turn out how you, I don't turn out how you wanted them to turn out, but you're giving them more of a advantage. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but I think it comes down to making that first decision. Kind of your point is like, once you make that first big decision, then the other ones are they become easier and they just become the next logical step. Making that first decision can be the most difficult one, but it's like going back to trusting yourself and knowing you'll figure it out and, you know, running. And there's a liberation around it too. Once you make it, then you're just like, cool. I know where I'm going. There's a safety in knowing what now where you're going because you've chosen a path. And we've had a lot of people write in over the years saying like, how do you know if you're making the right decision? And the answer is like, you never know, but you make the most of the one that you choose. And they actually show that in research that we always do. No matter what happens, we always try to make the best of the shitty circumstance. And so just know that like, even just your biology has your back, your physiology has your back. Like that's, and I, I really find a lot of solace in that. And I think once you make that first hard decision, then you're just a smaller of series decisions and it feels like a lot more liberating. And so if this is the sign that you needed to make that decision, realize you cannot get it wrong and you guarantee yourself. There we go. Love it. Well, y'all love to hear about your hard decisions and in any ways, maybe besides my three questions, maybe you have something, maybe you roll a dice, maybe you pick a number, maybe you flip a coin, but let us know how you make hard decisions and how you stick to them. We'd love to hear it um, in our private Facebook group. And you can also DM us and share your stories on Instagram. We're at the best life podcast, or if you go to the best life you can find all of our episodes there and the link to join our fa- private Facebook group. And if you have not yet, we would love, we got a couple new reviews. We would love a few more. Um, leave us five stars. If you're on Spotify, I don't think you can leave reviews, but if you can leave five stars, that would be amazing. Um, and if you're on iTunes, definitely drop five stars and then leave a few sentences for other people who are looking for shows like ours and share a little bit about who you are and why you like the show. And we'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon.